understand that songs of thankfulness and praise which is going to be the hymn we're taking a look on at on this rumination tuesday february the 11th in the year of our lord 2020 i'm pastor tom baker and uh, with me in the studio is our uh, good friend Reverend Mark Smith. Hey, Tom. How you doing this morning? I'm doing real good, except for all that snow. Snow? Where, where'd you run into snow? Oh. Over in Illinois? Yeah, I asked my wife about the weather. She said, uh, yeah, up north it's snowing. It, oh, is it really? No kidding. Well, we don't have it down here. Oh, no, Minnesota. Yeah, we're supposed to get a little, maybe a little wintry mix. Yeah, I know. night or so, the uh, night after this. Yeah, I... Preached at two congregations on Thursday night, and two weeks ago they canceled cause the, because the too snow. much ice. Yeah, in fact they had uh, closed down some of the schools, and uh, then on Sunday I have two congregations I kind of go to. Do they call you ahead of time and and let you know, or do you make it out there to find that it's been canceled? No, uh, they call me uh, ahead of time. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, um, but. Then I drive a little bit for Uber. Uh huh. Yeah. So I don't have to go anywhere. Boy, when I lived up in Detroit, we hardly ever had snow days. You know, for school, man, you, you never, they never cancel. We had old Principal uh, Moldenhauer, oh. you know, at Lutheran High East in my day in the late 60s and early 70s, and he never canceled. Really? <laughs> No, Lutheran High North and South in St. Louis do cancel. Oh, yeah. They do. Let them out early and such. And we were so snowy and icy that I often had an ice rink in my backyard. No kidding. Yeah. They they hardly ever do that anymore today. And then on the rivers around there, we would go skating. No kidding. On the rivers. Yeah. But, boy, it's got a little bit warmer, but that's all right. And we need to get the songs of thankfulness and praise. It's a great hymn. It's a great by Epiphany hymn. Yes, Christopher Wordsworth. It first appeared in 1862 and had the caption Sixth Sunday after the Epiphany. So it is, you were correct, an Epiphany hymn and really talks about the anticipation of the future the great and glorious epiphany when Christ will come again to judge the world. There's something very interesting about this hymn that a lot of people may not recognize right away, and that is the rhyming. Hmm. I mean, just look at every verse. Oh, yeah. Praise, raise, star afar, stem, Bethlehem. Addressed, manifest. Yeah. Jordan Stream, prophet, priest, and king. Yes. Yeah, you're right. A lot of good rhyming. You know what I like about this hymn is you can use it. You know, you could use it really at the very beginning of Epiphany, you know, with the first verse. But then you can use it also uh, weeks later to kind of review the whole Epiphany season. And what is the purpose of Epiphany? The unveiling of Christ. Excellent. You bet. Yes, because you see him as a baby in the cradle, and anybody passing by would never realize he's God, never realize he's the Messiah. Uh, The shepherds only did because they were told by the angels, the wise men, because they were guided by God. But Herod and the religious leaders never thought about that. So 
without further ado, this did not have to be translated. It was written originally in English. And it's not the, that old, is it? Is it what, eight, uh, 19th century, eight, 18... Yeah, like I said, it was in the 1860s it first appeared. Yeah, fairly, fairly recent, really, when you think about all these older hymns. Right. So, first stanza. Songs of thankfulness and praise, Jesus Lord, to thee we raise, manifested by the star to the sages from afar. Branch of royal David's stem, in thy birth at Bethlehem, anthems be to thee addressed, God and man made manifest. Now, that's a translation of the word epiphany. You said unveiled. It also can be translated as... Manifest. Manifested. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is why this is probably an epiphany. And what happens during the season of epiphany, there are certain historical events that make it clear who Jesus is. So this first stanza, what's the historical event? Well, the the epiphany, the the wise men coming from the east. Yeah, they call them to the sages right from afar. And that's kind of a wise man. We don't believe they were really kings, but they would be, like in Daniel, you have these individuals who would be advisors to the king. Right. And they study the stars. Well, they knew the stars, so they really would see, well, what's that special bright yeah. star? And uh, they followed it. And, we, and we, think, we think that what happened was the, uh, the Israelites, when they were in Babylonian captivity, uh, talked about right. the fact that uh, to the a star would and... rise in, in, in Judah. How's that passage go? A star shall rise... It talks about it. I oh, can't really? give it exactly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't bring up Earth? the Bible unless you know it. <laughs> the son of righteousness shall arise with yes. healing in his wings. Yes. That's one. So what's really interesting, if I was to ask you the question about what should we be thankful, what would your answer be? <laughs> be thankful that God sends his son, you know, the Messiah, yes. the long-awaited Savior. I mean, he's here. And uh, even, of course, the ultimate, of course, is his, his cross, his, re- his redemptive work. But even the fact that he arrives yes. and all his ancillary uh, events, the, the healings, the miracles, uh, we rejoice because he is, he is here. Well, virtually, our redemption, we know it's going to be accomplished because the, the, the long-awaited Savior's here. In fact, uh, the point I'm making is right after songs of thankfulness and praise, people may ask, why would we have songs of thankfulness? And what's the very next line? Jesus, Lord, to, we, we, to thee we raise. Yes. It's all about Jesus. Uh, absolutely. The entire scripture. Right. Oh, I, I see your point. Yes, it, it sure is. Yes. Jesus is the sum of the scriptures. Yes. And uh, manifested by the star, there's that word again uh, to refer to epiphany, uh, and that was to the wise men. Branch of royal David's stem, why would that be mentioned? Well, of course, Jesus is a descendant of David yep. and Jesse and, and Judah. Uh, all the way back to all Abraham. The, right. And all the, Adam and well, Eve. Adam and Eve, yes. 
At the Bible study I was doing on Sunday, a gentleman brought a book in that he had got, I think, from a sale somewhere. And it was really a large book, about three times the size of the hymnal, but not in the number of pages, just in the size. And when you open it up, it had a chronological kind of guideline from Adam all the way to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And there were about... 20 pages in it, and with okay. pictures. Okay, what was that, Edersheim or, or something else? Like no, that? I kind of looked at it, and it didn't really say where it was from. Uh -huh. And, uh, but, but boy. It, but at least, it, at least it made that point that about the genealogy. Yes, about the genealogy. Talked a lot about the genealogy of Christ. And it was clear they didn't believe in evolution because there were no monkeys. Right, right. <laughs> Like um, Elka teaches that oh, God boy. chose two monkeys, and of course I had a prof who said that. Can you? Yeah, isn't that unbelievable? Yeah, yeah, boy, we're fortunate we're members of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. God, God be praised. Yeah, we're thankful for that. I'll read two. Manifested at Jordan Stream, prophet, priest, and king supreme, Anakena, wedding guest. In thy Godhead manifest, manifest in power divine, changing water into wine. Anthems be to thee addressed, God and man made manifest. So that word manifest is throughout. Right. You couldn't very well put it for another season of the year. And I think that's your point, that it could be sung anytime during the Epiphany and a good conclusion. So what are the historical events that Number two talks about talks about the the wedding at Cana in Galilee his his first miracle right changing water into wine so uh, his glory was made manifest in in that work and there's an item before that let's see oh of course at Jordan Stream yeah yeah the the Trinity re revealed there uh, where Jesus you know you have Jesus being baptized by John in the Jordan River and of course uh, you have the voice. Out of the heavens. Right. That's God, God the, Father. the Father. And then uh, the Holy Spirit descending like a dove upon him. And that's how he's prophet, prophet priest, priest, and, priest king. and king. You see, um, when I teach confirmation, there's a lot of distinctions about Jesus. He has two natures. Right. He has two offices. Right. He has two obediences. But he also has prophet, priest, and king. And then you can subdivide the kingship. You know, his kingdom of glory, his kingdom of grace, and his right. kingdom of power. Yes. So you could really, I mean, gets involved. It does. I always enjoy talking about, uh, explaining the kingdom of power as opposed to kingdom of grace. and and. Uh, now, how do you understand kingdom of power for king, our listeners? Kingdom of power is, is everything. I mean, everything from, you know, he's lord over the galaxies, over armies, navies, uh, political powers, everything in this vast universe is under his dominion. In other words, when you say the kingdom of power, you mean more than the temporal realm. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. It's everything. Yeah. Planets. Exactly. Solar systems. Whatever. And uh, remember what the Greek word for power is? Oh, let's see. Power, 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 power. Dunamis. Oh, dynamis. Yes, dynamis, which is where we get dynamite. That's right. And uh, it's the power of power of God, the dynamis of God. Yes. yes. It's great power. The gospel is great power. And once more, every verse, it's manifest. 
Yeah, you know, I seem to remember another version of this hymn where they change, you know, they try, you know, the gender. These these people get hung up on gender. Oh. And it seems to me they put a different, they, they do that last line a little bit differently. God and man made manifest. Have you heard that? No. I wish I could remember how they put that. But uh, Well, in fact, they make a point in what I was reading that they couldn't really change much of the hymn. They mentioned number four particularly because of the rhyming yeah it would take a lot right. of work to do but it seems to me some of the you know some of the yeah uh, there are definitely they don't hymns. like god and man made manifest and so mm-hmm. they put a they changed that I've, I've heard it changed a little bit you know how they do that with the creed yes boy stanza three please manifest and making whole palsied limbs and fainting soul Manifest in valiant fight, quelling all the devil's might. Manifest in gracious will, ever bringing good from ill. Anthems be to thee addressed, God in man made manifest. Now, it's a little more difficult here to figure out what the events are. What are the historical events behind this? Well, the uh, the events of healing, specifically the, right. the man sick with the palsy. Yes. Remember the man that was let down on a pallet through the roof. Sure. And uh, Jesus said, take up your bed and walk, your bed and walk home. Which right? was not something that uh, they wanted to hear. Let me just see here. That's why I don't bring my phone in. I have to that's, have it That's today. why I don't have a cell phone, Tom. I don't even have a flip phone. Isn't that terrible? Oh, I tell All you, because you're on the radio my, my kids once say, a week? Don't tell people that. Don't tell people that. <laughs> well, now it doesn't matter. I've got it. You know, I've di- finally decided I'm, I'm retired now. I'm going to go out and I think I'm going to purchase a, an iPhone or whatever. My, my son just bought a new one yesterday. It's really? finally broken. Boy. So it kind of spurred me on to, to thinking about that. Yeah, I do not, uh, what do they call that, where they push? Text. I never text. You never text, and really? never receive oh, text. Oh, man, I'll tell you. No. No, see, I don't have to worry about my cell phone bleeping like that. Uh. No. Because <laughs> it's not there. Yeah, I get about 10 calls an hour. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so, palsied limbs, fainting soul. What would uh, that historical event be? Well... Let's see. Fainting soul. I, I would say... Palsied limbs and fainting soul. Woman, I, would think, I would think, you know, I, I think of that in connection with uh, with uh, Capernaum and Peter. And uh, remember how Peter said, depart from me, Lord, yeah, right. for I'm a sinful man. And uh, On the boat when the fish came. Right, right. And, and yet he, he ends up calling Peter along with the other disciples. When I think of fainting soul, I think of the woman whose son had died. Yeah, the widow at name. Yeah. Yes. So that we have these um, depression uh-huh. that he even takes care of that. Yeah. Um, manifest and valiant fight, quelling all the devil's might. What's that historical? Well, word? that's that's. I would think uh, right away the temptation of the exactly, wilderness. exactly. I think so too. And then manifest and gracious will ever bringing good. From ill. Now that. Let's see. What's let's think of an event. Oh, I, well, yeah, leprosy, death. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, you, 
brings good out of even that. Yes. So uh, I'm trying to think of other instances where... Well, 5,000 people didn't have anything to eat. Yeah, that's right. There you go. So, You're always thinking of food, though, Tom, I know. Oh, I know. <laughs> yeah. Don't get me on that. All right, verse 4 was one that they were thinking of trying to change, but they didn't because of the rhyme. So, Really? Why did they think of changing that? Let's read it and see. Yeah, it's a good one. Sun and moon shall darken be, stars shall fall, the heavens shall flee. Christ will then like lightning shine, all will see his glorious sign. All will then the trumpet hear, all will see the judge appear. Thou by all wilt be confessed, God and man made manifest. Now that's obviously the, the you know, the, his return. Judgment day. Judgment day, the last day. Now, what do you, the, the only line that I would have a question on, thou by all wilt be confessed. Well, every knee shall bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. You know, there'll be no mistaking him. They re- they resisted him when he came to Bethlehem. Many did, of course, but there, there'll be, you know, these these smug unbelievers, uh, people, you know, that people in the media that don't, don't believe in Jesus, uh, or in any area of our life, uh, they there will there won't be any re- resistance to him then including, everyone will recognize who he is including indeed. the devil oh the devil already knows about him devil already knows he's the master but he doesn't confess him no well let, let's think about that what he doesn't it? believe he doesn't believe it but but he oh I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Remember the demons? Right, right, right. Uh, you know, I know, we know who you are, Jesus. So even that happens. So a confession can be having the proper knowledge without the proper trust. Right, right. A confession, trust is what makes the believer. That's right. Yeah, okay. Right. God looks at the heart, right. Yes, we get that then. See, this is why we want parents to go over these hymns with their children if the church is singing them, because the children don't realize what historical events. But when they are hearing it now in church, hopefully that'll be reminded. Yeah, right. So, stanza five, please. Grant us grace to see thee, Lord, present in thy holy word. Grace to imitate thee now, and be pure as pure art thou that we might become like thee at thy great epiphany, and may praise thee ever blessed, God and man made manifest. Now, I know you're going to have some comments on this one. <laughs> yes. What do you think my comment's going to be? Well, for one thing, uh, uh, to to imitate thee and to be pure as pure art thou. You know, how, how are you, pu- how are we pure as Jesus is? By imitating him. <laughs> My question for Sunday sermon, you know me in questions. Yes, oh yes. I said, please put your hand up if you are as righteous as Jesus. Uh huh, yeah. Nobody put their <laughs> hand up except me. <laughs> and you see, it all depends how you understand that word imitate. Yeah. If you are trying to imitate his works in order to be pure as him, you'll yeah. never make it. But if you imitate his faith, 
And that's yeah. what Jesus had was because he faith. Ex- he exchanges his righteousness that's right. with our sinfulness. See? That's right. So it, it's only in him that we are pure. But we are as righteous as Jesus is. Right. That's right, yes. And people By the not... grace of God. Yes. Only in him, though. Not because... You know, not because we're so good at following his example. No, because on the day of judgment, God will look to see if we trusted Jesus. That means faith. And therefore, as he did with Abraham, he declares to us righteousness. He counted it, it, Abraham believed the Lord and, and God counted it for his righteousness. Yeah, there's a word in the Greek that uh, Paul uses in some chapters, one chapter six times, and maybe explain that to the people. <sighs> what is meant by imputed? Oh, yes. Imputed means attributed. Even though you don't deserve it. Right. That's really right. important to understand. You're, you're, you're reckoned. As being You're reckoned righteous. as righteous. The example I always Even give. Even though we're, we, we, look, we think of our own sinfulness, we know we're sinners. Daily sin much and indeed deserve nothing but punishment. Go ahead. Is when I get to court because I went over the speed limit. The judge says, $100 or five days in jail. Now, I don't have $100. Mm-hmm. But you're sitting beside me, so I said, Mark, can you loan me $100? Will a judge accept your $100 to pay my fine? Uh, I suppose so, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's why. That's how the bail system works. And that is how you're imputed as free from punishment. Yeah. But that's what I, can't go, I can't go and take your place on death row. No, we're talking about non Right. Jail time. Right. Type, kinds of things. That's right. Although there is a book about that. Uh-huh. Remember during the French Revolution? Oh, yes. Tale of Two Cities. Very good. Yeah. But yeah. he did it. He deceived the jailers. Well, he did. <laughs> took, because, took his place. And what was the motivation? Well, he loved... Yes. He loved the, the, the guy that he saved from the guillotine. He loved his... Woman. His, his woman. Yeah. And for her, he took her true love's place yes. on the scaffold. Yeah. Yeah. That's really yeah, interesting. Yeah, that is a... Oh, boy. That, that is a... Gri- that's that, a gripping book, by Yeah. Him. Issues, etc. had a whole hour about how a lot of movies that are well-regarded by people have a cross theme in it. Yes. You know, where somebody ends up doing something for someone else that surprises you and saves them or whatever. Yes. yes. Well, yeah. that that movie, it's an old movie on Tale of Two Cities. If yeah. you watch it to the end, it gives a distinctly Christian message at the end. Yeah. It really does. It's, you know, it's one of those old black and white films. Yes. Distinctly Christian ending. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite ones from that time, The Hunchback. Of Notre Dame. Boy, that's a good one, too. <laughs> I don't know if I've seen that all the way through. Oh, you don't see him pouring the oil on the people below? No, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they're trying to. It's an old movie? Hunchback of Notre Dame. Oh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, you're aware of the I know story. The, the evil guy is kind of the priest, isn't he? Is that right? Have I got that right? Uh, well, it's the townspeople uh-huh. who who don't like him, but... Um, Isn't the priest kind of 
I, I can't recall that. You can't, huh? Okay, all right, I'm wrong. So, songs of thankfulness and praise, you going to use it Sunday? Oh, uh, well, I have I have nothing to say. <laughs> I don't pick the hymns anymore. <laughs> you so, were thinking about it for a second you know that's there. You know, that's one good thing. Another good thing about a vacancy pastor is he will expose the congregation to completely different hymns. Yeah, you know, right. I've got my favorite hymns, and I pick them, but, but a vacancy pastor will expose them to different hymns, which is good. All right. God bless. P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.